Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Catholic Dialogue. This is our second episode ever. And as always, I'm one of your co-hosts, Matt, and I'm here with James Gumatautau. James, how are you doing? Woo! Hello, Matthew. I'm very well. Still recovering, but... Recovering from what? It's been a long week. It's been <laughs> one long week. And we just had a retreat last weekend, so, it, you know, Ooh, fun. takes a while. All about that community living, right? That's right! <laughs> Awesome. Well, so today we're going to sing that the 4th of July just passed about a week and a half ago, and we didn't have time to record on the 4th of July, or better time around it. We're recording now, and we're going to discuss nationalism and Catholicism and how the dangers, really, of nationalism within the Catholic Church. Do you really think there's a danger, Matthew? I I very much do, yes. (laughs) Do you think there's a danger, James? I mean, of course, I always think. <laughs> I think there. <laughs> I think when uh, when you confuse, so I, I think it goes into all things. Like when you sort of take the love of something and turn it into an idol. I think there there is always a danger to that. that. Is a very good point, especially seeing how now we're looking at. Patriotism. Well, I'm not really saying my words right, but so this kind of brings in the point I know. where you never do. Oh, thanks. This brings in the point of patriotism <laughs> versus nationalism. So, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. I love the United States of America. Born, raised here, I'm very grateful for the chances I've been I've given to live my life, kind of thing. But that love is also why I critique it a lot of times because I love it so much. But also the fact is there's a difference between love of country and a very and nationalism. So James, so oh. so if you love your country so much, do you love its president? <laughs> Let's not talk about politics today, okay? I'm not talking about politics <laughs> again. I love my country so much. I think much, if I your love it. of country, <laughs> if your love of country is so well and so great, then shouldn't that expand to the leader of your nation? All I'm saying is, like I said, I love the United States of America. I and because of that love for it, I critique it, James, and that involves different areas of authority, current and some past, but mostly current. I miss Obama. Anyway, <laughs> let's got to get into that. That's not what we're talking about in this podcast. <laughs> I know. Don't get me wrong. I'm also American. I am also American. <laughs> Just so that I thought I put that out there. I'm very much American, born and raised. Yeah, on American soil. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so James, what's you? So, yeah. would you like to tell us more about patriotism? So uh, we talk. So we're talking about here. I think when we, especially when we look at the Catholic Church, the Catholic Church makes two very, very equal, um, not very equal, but very clear lines between what is patriotism and what is nationalism. And and then we it goes into this idea of well what is this ideology, what is the relationship between well what is nationalism and what is patriotism, and the teachings of the Catholic Church have been very clear that we are called to love our country. It's part of Catholic Soul's teaching, you're right. Yeah, yeah. It's about well. We live in a society and we are social creatures. We, we know that every day. We live in communities. We live with people. We live in neighborhoods that 
where people raise American flags, and is that wrong? No, it's not wrong. Um, but there is a clear distinct. I um, there is a clear distinct line between what is love of my nation and love? got to do with this. Um, <laughs> Sorry, go on. Okay, so we see this in. I think you brought up with John Paul II's quote where he talks about where we must consider attachment to one's native native land before the historical appearance of the generally modern ideology of nationalism where the latter divinizes the nation to an idolatrous level. So again, going back to the one main point earlier that I made that when we take one's love and we see this, I mean, if you're a sinner like me, we see it when we take something we love so much and then it all of a sudden becomes a god. All of a sudden becomes an idol in our life where we, where our entire focus remains on that one thing. Um, and I think this is a, the, the same thing with the teachings of the Catholic Church where we can love our nation and we can desire good for the nation. But where does... Where, for us personally, where does our line draw between it becoming an idol and between it becoming a nation that can produce progress? And like James said, when we talk about nationalism, we also talk about like we're making this idol, but it suddenly becomes we see this idol as better, like the best thing ever, right? That's kind of what an idol is when we praise and worship something. It's to us the best thing that we can possibly think of. That's why we worship God, but. Um, this idea of our country becoming an idol then puts off our perceptions of other countries and it was a big problem leading up to World War II where there's so much nationalism in each country it just caused bickering and fighting and then literally a bloodbath so at what point does this love become to extent to where it starts us un like not loving people and I think that's a problem we have today in our society and I think we need to kind of move towards that again, find what patriotism means to us and what it means mm -hmm. to love. Actually, this is going to be a random, not necessarily random, but um, good old pro wrestler and veteran John Cena came out with um, the Love Has No Labels ad council that has made a video for the 4th of July. And John Cena talked about, like, what is patriotism? And he said it's love. Like, it's love of... the of your country and through that the love of its people and the people that are part of it and especially in the United States where we have such like a mixing pot of so many different people we have to really love these people love who they are the culture they come from just them in general very true um, I don't want it I think I don't want it to think well I don't want people to think when they hear of the you know where they where they identify well Catholicism and being American are two separate things. Mm -hmm. I think the Catholic Church made it very clear especially in Vatican II where we as Catholics as Christians need to be where our feet are. Be where we are. Be present into the struggles not only of the world but present to the struggles that exist in our own nation. Um, and I think to be truly Catholic, to be truly respond in a 
a more holistic way as a Catholic and to live more authentically the truths of Catholicism, one has to understand how they are to engage in the world. Not only in the world, but in the society and community in which they live. Um, we, we see this, um, I think, because whenever we talk about this topic, there is always a tendency to separate the two worlds of Catholicism and America. Going, you know, going back to well, separation of church and state. Um, we have to, I think there, the separation of church and state is very true and, and very much needed in our society. But at the same time, the way in which we see our life, the way in which we see um, the actions of the government is often through the lens of the faith we profess. Yeah. And I think, like you said, separation of church and state is important. But as Gustavo Gutierrez talks about multiple times, it's our call, our faith calls us to act, not necessarily the state to act in quote unquote religious ways. That's, I'm not, that's could open up a can of worms. You know what I mean? Don't go off on that. Mm -hmm. But our faith calls us to act in certain ways. It calls us to be in solidarity with the poor. It tells us to help those who are in need. But it calls us to be, take political action to help others that we see need help. True. Yeah, so that idea in mind, that is with that idea of patriotism through our lens of faith. Now move forward to kind of nationalism and how sometimes unintentionally there may be this nationalistic kind of ideology that's present within some some churches. I'm not going to like point fingers and like, oh, this, this denomination is nationalistic and they're terrible people. No, obviously that's not true for everyone, but... There are some dangers within Christian nationalism that kind of pops up, and they were nationalistic ideas are preached, whether they're intentional or not unintentional. It's dangerous to have this kind of mentality around, because then, like we said, our faith tells us how to act politically, or influences us and inspires us to act politically. So, with these nationalistic ideas kind of coming around the the grassroots, it could have some terrible effects on leadership. Cough, cough. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, well, what is patriotism? I think patriotism, in the term that we're looking at, and I think in the terms of church, um, is sort of sort of like looking at, is sort of this attachment or I think love of one's land and its people, which is very intrinsic. I think as human beings. Um, very intrinsic to who we are as human beings, we get attached to things, and so yes, not you know, pride of one's heritage and one's land is something we cannot prevent as human beings. Um, but like in all things, how do we use that love? Do we use that love in a way to use it as a way to say that we're better than most, or do we use that love in collaboration with the other to be to work towards the common good? And I think this is where patriotism and nationalism can get, um, draws the line. Because we look at nationalism and we think this is, Amer I mean, we can look at America and say, this is America, we're the greatest among all other nations. Sort of this um, elitist mentality that we are the, we are the best. Or we should be, yeah. And while... Yeah, or we should work to be the Make best. Make America great again, James. At, 
Well, we were already great to begin with. Um, <laughs> but to think about it in a way where we will be great at the expense of other people, at the expense of other nations. Um, and we see this sort of nationalism, and I, and I want to say it's very Western, um, a Western ideology. I mean, I probably will get criticized about that. But because we see this sort of mentality with, um, especially when I look at my own history, when we have sort of, well, we're going to bring the, so we look at the colonization. We look at the colonization of different peoples, of different lands, and the oppression that they received in the beginning. Whether it be, in, in for example, in, in my uh, in my history, where their colonization and faith came at the at the life of those of of people of my native people, um, and whether does the I think this is where it sort of goes. Where does the does nationalism still play an important role in a church that perpetuates or in a nation that perpetuates the oppression of people um, that continue to live in oppression for over a hundred years, for over two hundred years. Um, and this is where I think where I think patriotism is very much different from nationalism because in patriotism we don't think we're the best. We just love our country for what it is, and we work to make it. Be- we work to make it better for all, not just for the name. Yes, yes, and not just for our own self interest. We work um, towards. I I really dislike this idea of the American dream. But we work towards making the dreams of American good. And for all. Uh, achievable and, and for all. Yes, achievable. And, and, and what does that entitle? That entitles that we work towards, you know, giving people health care. We work towards getting the people off the margins. We work towards allowing people to live the life they were created to be. To be fully human in a world that so often strips them of their humanity. Well said, yeah. And under nationalism, especially in its very early years, often stripped people of their humanity because they were an American. Because they weren't from the, um, the hierarchical structure that came to colonize them. And I think this, um, the church in her, in her goodness and in her beauty has really thought it through um, from the time from the early beginnings of missions about what does really um, being in relation to the other mean mm-hmm. so in light of that kind of shifting forward we're going to get into the topic that James and I a little bit disagree on which is always good for conversation right James yeah we can agree to that <laughs> but Obviously, I'm sure a few of you went to um, Mass, either on the 4th of July or the Sunday beforehand, and there might have been, or just a church service, not necessarily have to be Mass, but there were maybe American flags present within the, the sanctuary itself, you guys sang patri- patriotic songs about, or during the Mass. So, is that, should we be doing that? What do you think, James? Should that be a thing? I'm a little uneasy, and I want to say that I endure... <laughs> That I don't endorse it, but I do endorse it. Um, but I really don't endorse it. 
um, because one, I know for to see an American flag for many cultures is um, is a sign of losing their own national identity. As an as a uh, I'm sorry, not national identity. Uh, losing their own native identity mm-hmm. as a people, um, and that's coming from my own experience. Um, personally, I think that the church should. I, I mean, if the government separates church and state, the church should pray for the nation, um, but it shouldn't endorse everything that the na- it shouldn't look like it's endorsing every action of the nation yes we live in a society and we live in a community but as you said um earlier um the love of nation must be able to critique it um and i feel very uneasy um very uneasy um about a church you know displaying an american flag for a na- i mean displaying its pride of a nation um, that continues to marginalize people, that continues to put people um, outside of its realm of being, um, outside of outside of its sight, continuing to deny people health care, to continue to push people into poverty, um, continue to... Um, I'm, that continues uh, to not offer the best, I think, outlets for people to be successful um, in our nation. And I think the church, uh, especially maybe, especially uh, when we look at churches that are very involved in a nation, really has to look at how the nation is in relation to its people. Yeah, I agree. I think, so like James said, it's not, I'm not saying we don't pray for our veterans. I respect them immensely, support them. Pray for our veterans, pray for those in the armed forces, pray for our country for crying out loud. God knows we need it. But at the same time, so the Mass is supposed to be about Jesus and God and the sacrifice, mm-hmm. right? It's supposed to be our way of participating in God's sacrifice and our way of adoring, praising, worshiping God. But if we have an American flag up there, are we worshiping, adoring, and praising America or the United States? And is that now a new idol then in that case? I think it's – we need to think about that in – like I said, sometimes to me, coming from my own hermeneutics, where James said, being from Guam, it, he looks at the American flag and thinks of its kind of bring down of his native culture. Whereas to me, it look, I look at the flag and kind of think of just, well, it's my country. It's I've lived here, born here, raised here within the, the 50 states. And it kind of so reminds me. So my country. What? Well, yeah, I, I know. I was born within the 50 states there. I was, does that make you feel better, James? But... I look at the flag and think of veterans, um, fallen soldiers, and I think, yeah, pray for them, pray for them. But do we need to have the flag in the sanctuary? I also want to also point out that you look at it through the eyes of a white person. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. It was my kind of hermeneutics, and that's how I see, obviously, because I'm a white man. Lived experience, obviously, influences how we see things. I'm seeing mm-hmm. it very differently, and James sees it. And so this is where a lot of dialogue comes in we need to realize who our parishioners are who are the people who is the church who is the quote-unquote american church and how do we fit all their needs to me taking the flag out of sanctuary i don't care 
it didn't make much of a difference was in there in the first place. It makes a whole hell of a lot of difference to people like James, who felt oppressed by the American flag, whose people were oppressed by the American flag. And it's not only me. I mean, we look okay. at yeah. We, uh, we also look at uh, many Amer- many Catholics in the United States are immigrants. Mm-hmm. What does the American flag mean for them today? What does the American flag mean for people who are racially profiled every day on our streets? True. Um, and for a government that allows it. I know some people will probably say, well, if you don't like to fly, get out of our country. I always hated that argument. But I think we need to realize we're not just serving the white mainland American people that were born and raised mm-hmm. here. We're, we're serving a greater Catholic community. And that even plays into a little bit with our song choice on our 4th of July masses. Like, I'll, I'm sure whoever, if you went to your Sunday service or your 4th of July service, I'm sure you guys either sang America the Beautiful, God Bless America, all those songs. Which, don't get me wrong, I'm a big fan of that. I love going to 4th of July picnics, listening to that music, like, ah, this is, I'm celebrating Independence Day. But what are we saying when that music's done at mass? Mm-hmm. Again, it's this idea of, I don't know, James and I disagree a little bit on this. And go ahead, James. Like, it's a good discussion point. Well, for, I mean, before I get into that argument, I wanted to say we look at, we as a church have to look at the symbols that we're using, um, especially within the liturgy. That if this liturgy, the way I look at the Mass, mm-hmm. is supposed to bring together a community, but yet we have a symbol that not every single one of us can identify with, how does that bring us together? Does it further the divi- the the division between the people? Um, and what does it say about the church to to put up a symbol or perpetuate a symbol that divides the people? Um, that is one 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 I guess one idea when when looking at patriotism and nationalism, going into the symbols we have at church. How does the symbol function in the life of the parish, in the life of the people? Um, but going into that, um, I think... So, I don't necessarily agree with many uh, patriotic songs in being sung in the Catholic Church um, or during the liturgy, maybe during... I would agree with it maybe being sung during um, prayer services. Um, but... Um, I do kind of, <laughs> I do kind of like the idea <laughs> of uh, America the Beautiful being sung, not because I think, because I think the song itself um, gives America some humility, or portrays America as putting itself before God, um, at least the way I listen to it, um, to putting itself before God, asking it to amend the flaws of America, asking it um, to give it self-control, to allow, I mean, even though I don't like its patriarchal language, um, to, you know, to give it brotherhood, um, to, to allow America to receive God's grace. This is, that's what I think about when I hear this song. Not... <laughs> <laughs> Not so much anything else, um, but I also just like the tune because it's like one of them I can actually sing. Oh um, yeah, like I don't get me wrong, I like the song too. 
Yeah. Just not at mass. Like, yeah. I, it's not about God. That's the thing. Like, I'm going to pull out Vatican II document. Sancrosanctum Concilium. Concilium, sorry. My Learn Latin how to say it best. first before you bring it. <laughs> Shut up, James. <laughs> so, it reads, Therefore, sacred music is to be considered the more holy in proportion as it most closely connected with the liturgical action, whether it adds delight to prayer, fosters unity of minds, or con confers greater solemnity upon the sacred rites. So, I can see how maybe the song talks about fostering unity of minds, but still, it's not about God. Music should be connected to the Mass, the sacrifice of the Mass, the sacrifice of God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, Mary, you know, the whole shindig. Patriotic music usually doesn't do that. There's some songs that we have picked up that were that originally about God, that we picked up to more of a kind of a churchy vibe. My eyes have seen the glory. Yeah, like, that one. That's literally about God. But it's been kind of this idea of Battle Hymn of the Republic, Republic is what it's called. It's about God, but we've t taken it and made it, like, patriotic. Like, let's, let's sing that one. That song is about God, right? Let's go for it. Or there's another one, um... Eternal Father is Strong to Save, which has now kind of been dubbed the Navy hymn, like the hymn of the Navy. It's literally Eternal Father Strong to Save. Like, it's about it's about God. And that's why I think is an important aspect to what we choose to sing at Mass in general, and when it comes to 4th of July services, that should also be an important aspect. Very true. Um, I've always thought it was kind of odd whenever we sing patriotic songs or to even see patriotic songs um, in the hymnal um, because I don't really identify with patriotic songs um, but it does say a lot I mean I think this is where we go into the conversation of why religion is important and why um, and why we should consider religion when we when we really look at these little issues is because Many of the things we do are shaped by religion. Our founding father, the founding fathers of this nation, were influenced by the religion they professed every Sunday and beyond. We have to sort of come to that, you know, we have to accept the idea that, well, yes, God was involved when the declaration was drawn up. I mean, I I think I think I think part of what drove the independence of America, I mean, yeah, the independence of America was because of their belief in a God. Who um, a liberating God? I'm gonna add. A, I don't know if maybe I mean I don't know if the found I cannot speak for the founding fathers if they believed in a liberating God because uh, I don't know any of them. Um, Just throwing that but, out there, you know. Huh. Food for thought. Food for thought. Um, <laughs> but it's it's an interesting idea to think about, well, was America really born out of a really pushed on, I think the birth of America really pushed by the faith of the founding fathers? I would say yes. Um, and I think that's the only reconciliation that I could really find for having patriotic songs in the mass is because I think with if is because God was involved sort of in the founding of America of the continental America yeah I can see that still not a fan of being used during mass though uh yeah 
You're not a fan I, of a lot of things. Like, You're not a fan of a lot of things. I know I'm not. But, like, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. No, it's okay. Like I said, we disagree on some stuff, which is good. Again, the Catholic dialogue dialogue is good between two different opinions. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I think the church um, needs to, when, when I looked at um, going into building the dialogue between so many people think that it's just the church is it's the institutional churches that is just the inst- institutional church's obligation to do that i don't think it's just the in- institutional church's obligation to sort of promote patriotism instead of nationalism it is sort of an obligation of the lay people of we who are ordinary followers of the catholic faith to promote this idea of well patriotism instead of nationalism um and um i think it's a great point yeah yeah i think i think because especially because the church is very universal we the lay people understand the most how to function in our society we understand how to help our neighbor because we live i mean not men not every one of us but we understand sort of the circumstances in which we live yeah i think that's kind of brings in the idea of subsidiary and how important that is within our idea of understanding and so in my opinion the lady needs to be given more of an active role in the church which they are they have a great role but it could be better it could be much better and i think that's part of where the ladies step up and amongst themselves, because it's one thing if your your priest goes up to the ambo and says, patriotism, not nationalism. But it's a different thing if we see our Catholic peers, Catholic brothers and sisters, really acting in a way that's patriotic and not nationalistic. Mm-hmm. I love what Pope Leo XIII said, I believe in his encyclical, where he says, Wherefore to love both countries, that of earth and below, and that of heaven above, it is such mode that the love of our heavenly surpass the love of our earthly home. That the human laws we never said about the divine law. It is it is the essential duty of Christians and the fountainhead, so to say, from which all other duties spring. And I think this is um, really where we as Christians need, again, to ground ourselves. It's great to be American. I love being American. Don't get me wrong. But where does our love lie where does our duty eventually lie does our duty lie in making america um the best nation again like i said at the expense of others or does our duty lie in building an inclusive holistic society where everyone can participate in the american dream i agree with that and i think it's important to realize like, it gets into a little bit the idea of global capitalism and stuff. So not gonna t- we can touch about that in a different podcast, because I think that's a very interesting topic. But the idea of how can we ourselves build up our nation and the, na- the people of this nation? How can we support the people of this nation while also not stomping on other nations at the same time? So to kind of sum this whole up, thing up, JP2, when he was speaking to his Polish... Um, brothers and sisters, I guess, when he was Pope, 
comes back to Poland. Obviously, he was Polish, and this was about the time they were freed from communism and Russia's influence in that way. This is what he spoke. Beloved countrymen, love of our motherland unites us and must unite us above all the differences. It is nothing in common with narrow nationalism or chauvinism. It is the rights of the human heart. It is the measure of human nobility. So with that, JP2, the man, the myth, the legend, El Papa. With that, I think we're going to end it because we've kind of gone for a while. But yeah, hopefully this talk has made you think a little bit about the idea of patriotism and nationalism and what kind of the truth pulls in. Yes, thank you all for listening to our second episode. James, any last words? No, I don't have any last words. I spoke on too much today. Okay. All right. So that's our show. Thanks for listening, everyone. Stay tuned for the next one. If you have any comments, want to talk, enter in discussion about what we said, you can comment along on the SoundCloud or tweet at us, the at Catholic underscore dialogue without the U and the E because we don't need it. Um, Like us on Facebook, the Catholic Dialogue. You can message us there, comments underneath things that we share. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you soon. Or I guess we'll hear us soon. (laughs) All right, folks. We'll catch you later. Jesus folk out. Out.